welcome everybody to our Nike podcast. I have um, me, your host, La, here, and hey, y'all, it's Molly. Yes. So this is our second episode, and we are gonna just take this time to catch up because it's been a while since we um, last met each other and talked. Um, We sat here on our couch before, and we actually recorded episode one, like a pilot. And it went really well in terms of, like, energy and conversation. (laughs) But I think my battery died for the recorder. So, (laughs) I mean, it is what it is. Yeah, I liked it. Yeah. And I don't know. What have you been up to? Like, how has your business venture been since you left the corporate world? I've been dying to know. (laughs) Right? Yeah. Yes. Yes. So, um... I, I'm gonna take it all the way back. Yeah, tell okay. us what you did, okay. what you're okay. doing now. Okay. Yeah, how you came to that decision. Yes. So for those of you, um, quick introduction. So I am black sheep. I always say that. I'm proud of it. I identified in college that I wanted to be an HR professional, mm-hmm. and not many people went to school for that degree, their degree, and they find a career in that degree. Luckily, I was just one of those that followed my heart. It worked out. So I've been an HR professional, HR leader for over 15 years, you know, went all the way to the top, didn't like it, came all the way back to middle management um, because I loved being with my team. Um, So after years of doing that, um, I recently decided it was Valentine's weekend. My husband was like loving and doting. My kids were loving and doting. Uh-huh. I mean, like, I, it just, it was like, yay, it's love, it's love time, right? Like, yeah. all right. <laughs> love season. Yeah, yay. And then all of a sudden, like, I was sitting and I was just like, oh, shoot. I had no self love, though. Oh, that's dang. Yeah. That's deep, girl. Yes, I'm serious. <laughs> I was just sitting there and all of a sudden it just went like, boom. And then it like shifted my whole mindset. And I said to yeah. myself like, okay, if I truly loved myself, and those of you know, like I'm, I'm a spiritual person, so I'm, I'm a Christian. Mm-hmm. Um, if, God, if I loved myself the way God loved me that deeply, what would I be doing? Mm-hmm. And my corporate job was not the answer. Mm-hmm. And so um, given the fact that I've, I've been career coaching as a side hustle since January 2018, my heart was just like, yeah, you need to follow this head on. Yeah. Inspire other people. Help them. Empower them, right? Like we all look to serve in the world. Mm-hmm. We all look to make a positive impact. Mm-hmm. And respectfully love being an HR professional, but how am I serving Yes, I'm serving as a leader for my team. I love that. But where can I do greatest impact? Yeah. And that was through my business. Yeah. And like as an as a leader in a company, you get to inspire your team, Mm -hmm. but you have to do it in a different way. You're following like a different code. Yeah. You're not doing it the way that you want or what you believe. Mm -hmm. And it's not like it's not like you're really feeding your team the way that you truly believe Mm -hmm. would be beneficial to them and catering to their needs. So I could see why that wouldn't feed your true desire because uh-huh. you love seeing a person grow uh-huh. in their authentic way yeah <laughs> you guys can't see but molly's like shaking her head uh-huh. like uh-huh. just nodding her head so <laughs> passionately <laughs> i love that yeah no go ahead keep no, going no and, and that's true like you know i think so much of it and i'm just gonna i'm just gonna say things very openly transparently and right. almost polarized mm-hmm. um in in my views when you are working for an organization and especially in corporate america 
they're the ones that are giving you unwritten rules and guidelines to follow on how you should act, how mm-hmm. you should inspire. So for example, those of you who are managers out there, mm-hmm. if your manager or your executive leaders found out that you were encouraging your team to find jobs outside of the company, mm-hmm. what would they think? They would be livid. They would be pissed, right? They're like, do you not care about our turnover rate and how hard our recruiters are working and you, blah, blah, blah. And you represent our brand mm-hmm. and you should be our face to... Yeah, I wasn't about that life. <laughs> For me, yeah. as a empowering, inspiring career coach, my job mm-hmm. is to help you find clarity in your career search regardless of if your loyalties and mine mm-hmm. for that matter yeah lied in this company mm-hmm. and i couldn't do that as a corporate company mm-hmm. or a corporate employee it just doesn't work mm-hmm. so here we are you know fast forward to valentine's day self-love like boom like like well went <laughs> off yeah and uh submitted my notice Right that Monday, I went in, and now let me tell you, that that was an emotional roller coaster altogether. Yeah. I journaled. I was like, okay, it is now 8.05. <sighs> I am meeting with her at 8.30. This is what, you know, and I just journaled. I do that all the time. Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. Journaled all of my emotions, all of my fears, my hesitations. Bullet and then, point, like my talking yes, points, yeah. what I really want to say. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All, all of it, and just being able to say, it's time to be who I am authentically and unapologetically and to heck with what she is going to respond to me about I don't it that doesn't matter anymore so there was a sense of like Mm self-talk and pepping myself up to say like nope if she says this this is how you're going to respond if she says this this is how you're going to respond stay firm um, and be true to your calling. This is truly how you're going to find self-love and help others on a higher level. Yeah. Don't people please. Mm-hmm. And don't divert back. It's easy yeah. to do that. Yeah. So. It is. Yeah. Oh, I'm so proud of you. I, I thought it was so crazy when you texted me and you told me that. I was like, what? Because we had just talked like maybe a month or a month or two ago before that. Yeah. And we were, I was telling you how I wanted to quit my job. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, Molly, am I crazy? Like, because for context for everybody, I'm in school right now for my MBA program. It's, I mean, I don't even know how I feel about my MBA program itself, but I also am a manager um, for an ABA therapy providing company. And I have like a team of seven staff. Um, and then I have like, nine or ten clients right now that we service and um i also need like a leadership team like the way that we're structured we're supposed to have a bcba on site we're supposed to have like other um administrative staff or other clinical staff who can support and right now it's just been me and i'm like i don't think this is reasonable like i have financially put myself in a position that I could literally take the year off and just focus on school because I want to power through it. Mm -hmm. I want to maybe double up on classes and just get it over with. And um, I was like, and then I'll figure out my job situation when I graduate, right? And I was like, but is that too extreme? Like I could, like, I wouldn't want to burn through my savings and I would probably pick up like a part-time job or something. And um, I don't know, I was just like reevaluating this because I'm still a new manager. It's only been about two years and um, I'm really still trying to find my footing like we were talking about earlier. Mm-hmm. 
And so I was like, am I crazy? And you're like, do it if you really want to. And then I managed to like figure a different situation out. But I was like, oh, yeah. I was like, at the end of the day, I think at that time, you and I were both like, we want to to, like jump and we like Mm -hmm. dream. But Mm -hmm. we also try to like stay level headed and stay grounded. And I was so surprised to hear that you took the leap. I was so happy for you. But I'm like, (laughs) I'm like, holy crap. Like, how scary is that? And so uncertain and exciting but like scary because you have a family you know it's not just you like for me it would have been easier just to be like whatever world I'm gonna do whatever I want like like I always do and but I only have myself to think about you know like Mm -hmm. I don't have any kids or like a Mm -hmm. husband I'm like oh Mm -hmm. that scares me but I'm happy thank you like what you said though Mm -hmm. is a hundred percent true in in all its form because I I have this theory, right? When you think about making a decision, right? When you think about, for example, in my situation or Mm -hmm. in our situation where we're thinking about making a leap, right? Yeah. The decision itself is easy. It's a yes, I I want to do this. This is what my heart is saying, right? Yeah. But it becomes complicated when you think about all of the downstream impacts that Mm -hmm. your decision could possibly make and I think where I would encourage for others whether it is leaping into the like I say the entrepreneurial blue sky Mm -hmm. or whatever decision you're making that's a really hefty weighted decision that could really alter the direction of your life the what ifs and the factors that are the downstream effects tied to that decision is important for you to consider however Dissect it a, a, a layer a layer deeper, meaning which are actual factual downstream impacts mm-hmm. versus the what ifs fears mm-hmm. because there's a lot of fears. There's a lot of yeah. but then what happens if this and whatever. And I literally got down this terrible spiral when mm-hmm. I was like deciding about that. That was a whole it, I, that was a whole weekend of Valentine's weekend. I'm like, do I? Do I not? Do I? No, I want to. I do that. But what about this? What about that? What about that? And yeah. Then, like, Who are, what are they gonna say about me? Yes. What are my peers gonna yes. think? What do What are they gonna do, think when they see my LinkedIn page? Yes. What about like my family and my like everybody who's been like looking down because I don't have a PhD and yes. some medical field and yes. you're like and I'm not gonna have a secure job anymore yes. <laughs> yeah what if I can't pay my mortgage and, yeah. my, and then and then and then my kids are homeless what if what if I don't have food and then oh my gosh like who how I don't even know where the local food pantry is like it was like <laughs> it was that bad it was that bad it's bad yeah and, and so like and I had to like shut it Molly stop it because your brain is hardwired yeah to filter through risk mm-hmm. and your fears correlate with your brain's ability to calculate risk mm-hmm. but my heart was like screw you brain like <laughs> this is who i am mm-hmm. this is what i want and for the very rare times in my life did i ever feel like it was the most aligned decision I ever made. That's beautiful. That's so powerful. Yeah, because I was able to shut down the fears in my brain that were fictional. Yeah. That were not real and factual. Mm -hmm. Could I lose our our house? Sure. But what am I going to do to ensure that doesn't happen? 
work my ass off. I'm going to do this, 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 and this, and this, and this, and this, and I'm going to make sure that when you speak truth um, and, and put action behind how to divert that fear, mm-hmm. then everything just makes sense. Mm-hmm. And you had to coach yourself. Heck yeah! Because you're a career way. coach, but you career coached yourself. Oh my gosh! Just there. Yeah, I was telling. <laughs> I was telling my husband. I was yeah. like, you know, one of these days, one of these days, um, maybe it, it might be a you know five to ten year plan for me. Mm-hmm. I want to be. I'm gonna make a T-shirt. And I'm gonna say, I coach other coaches, or like coaches also need coaches, or whatever. Right? Like yeah. coaching. It's true. Just because you're a coach, you you are an expert in your space. Yeah, doesn't mean that you don't. And I have I. Side note, for those of you who are like really looking to expand your personal growth, and and challenge yourself mm-hmm. to think on a larger scale, invest in a coach. I actually have a post on my business page mm-hmm. that said I called it out just like I said. Like what's I said, your business page? Oh, yes, thank you. <laughs> yeah, you can find me on um, LinkedIn under Lotus Mentoring, um, Facebook Lotus Mentoring, Instagram Lotus Mentoring. Yeah. I have a website as well. My link tree is in all of my sites, so you can find uh, all of that good stuff. Yeah, and that's Lotus as in the flower, Correct. so L-O-T-U-S. Yep, yeah. mentoring, M-E-N-T-O-R-I-N-G. <laughs> spelling, spelling bee. Yeah, um, I actually have a post that said, normalize Mm -hmm. investing in a coach like you do investing in higher education Mm -hmm. when people decide like intellectual people like you lot right you're like i want to level up right yeah the decision of going to school is still a difficult decision to make nonetheless Mm -hmm. but it's normalized like society's like oh cool you're going back to school that's fantastic Mm -hmm. so true right yeah but when you go and you say, I invested in a coach, and let me tell you, a solid, good, result-oriented coach is going to cost you about the same amount of money as going back to school. Yeah. In the thousands. For like a course. Yeah. Yes. For, yes. If it, and, and every coach has something different, so I'm not going to like generalize, but mm-hmm. for a solid coach who has true transformational value for you, you're going to be investing thousands of dollars for them to help you with your mindset Mm -hmm. to help you achieve the goals to really break down the barriers that you think and you might have you know but some of it is you think you have some of them are true barriers they do that for you Mm -hmm. they they help you to like really just challenge that so if you are struggling between if you're stuck in 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 whatever definition you consider stuck Mm mm-hmm I would highly recommend for you to do a quick look. Is there a coach that I could collaborate with who can help me there? And is it education? Is it more training? Is it more this? Is it more that? Right? Yeah. But people don't think of it like that. So. Yeah. I remember when you and I first met, I was still, I mean, I'm still in my 20s, but I was a lot younger. I think it was like 22, 23. Mm-hmm. And I was so new to the workforce. I had been working for like a year no, like two years already at a different place, and it wasn't really a professional setting, but I had just entered, like, corporate America, essentially, and yeah. I was, like, 
I met you through a college friend. Shout out to Pa, Polly. Hey, <laughs> hey, girl. Yeah, and <laughs> and I remember she was like, "Yeah, you have to meet my boss." And I was like, "Okay." She's like, "She's a Hmong lady too," and you know, um, I think you'd love her. Blah blah. And I like met you, and you were like just starting that internal. Um, what, what am I trying to say? Internal temp agency, yeah, essentially. That's right. And. Um, you were like, yeah, I have a team of this, and I'm doing this, and I'm so excited for this. And I, like, at my young age, I was like, I have no idea, like, what is really going on here. And now I'm meeting this, like, very, like, excited and passionate Hmong lady, and I almost was like, I don't really know her. And I was like, but I remember something you had said. You were like, I love mentoring people. Mm -hmm. And I was like, that, like, stuck in my mind because as I was just transitioning into this position – I thought about the value of a mentor, you know, to your point about coaching. I was like, and my dad had always told me too, he's like, you don't cut it. He's like, because you don't have experience. He's like, you think you know everything. And you know, cause when you're younger, you do. And I don't know if I did at the time, but that, that was my dad's perception of me. <laughs> That's all parents. Yeah, that was right? just their perception of me. I was, nothing. yeah, I was just trying to do what I knew and I was trying something. And um, sometimes, you know, parents, they just do their best and they don't know how to help. But like my dad, you know, had said that you don't have the, you would never win against like someone who has experience because they know and you don't know anything. And that stuck with me. And I remember I was talking to my, um, my previous boss at the time, Joe, and he had given me some like, uh, career advice. And he was talking about like, you know, how he became, how he got to where he was because of all the mentorships that he had. And, um, and then you would hear people talk about it. And I'm like, but what does this, like, mentorship really mean? Mm-hmm. You know, like, for me, I really value deep connections and strong one-on-one relationships. And a lot of times in the corporate world, they just say, like, oh, I'm your mentor. But they don't mentor you. You know, so it's like, what does that really mean? And especially for, like, millennials growing up, we always complain about, oh, what is adulting? And I don't know what adulting is. I feel like I'm adulting. And it becomes this, like, exhausting Um, cycle of like I don't know what I'm doing so to your point a coach is really valuable right Mm -hmm. we complain about going to school and we're talking about how oh I wish I knew about this and I wish I knew about that and um, a lot of those things are soft skills or like having confidence and um, gaining that direction figuring yourself out that self-awareness is not something that they teach you in school nor do parents talk about it at least our previous generations didn't really talk about like self-discovery and now that our generation is just trying to discover it this is the time more than ever to really invest in a coach and I really agree with what you're saying I'm actually like excited for you to do this and I really Mm -hmm. hope you do get more clients because you know I am one of your biggest fans and I am gonna try to like help you as much as I can too because I think like what you have in your mind as a vision for yourself and for um, your clients is such a beautiful thing and I really hope that like you said, people can see the value of a coach and maybe that'll take some time. Maybe you're ahead of your time, you know, and I don't know. There are some coaches out there. It's just hard because people don't see it as a necessary investment mm-hmm. as of yet. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I feel a little hypocritical because I don't have a coach technically. I mean, um, you are my mentor and we've been like good friends through this, but I don't know. I think for me, I just don't have capacity to get a coach right now. But I think when I do hit a point too where I'm stuck and I want to grow and I don't know what my next direction is, I'm definitely going to be investing in one for sure. Because if you're looking for results, you got to do something different. Absolutely. Yeah. You bring up a really great point between the difference between a mentor and a coach because – so here's how I define it. Mm-hmm. 
a mentor, to your point, is someone who's going to be able to just have more conversational type of um, of inspiration for yeah. you. More of this is my experience. This is my journey. This is how I did it. It might work for you. It may not. May may not. You get to tap into their network. Hopefully, they become a mentor. They, or they become a sponsor after they become a mentor because again there's a difference between a sponsor and a mentor mm-hmm. someone who's a mentor is hey this is my experience this is what i think might work for you too try mm-hmm. it out once they start to drop your name if they are of a, a position of authorities uh, or some place where they can actually influence decisions <clears throat> mm-hmm. you want them to think about you top of mind so they can sponsor you so they could say things like oh hey i know just a person who might be a great fit for this position or this you know new Mm. um, leadership opportunity or whatever right Mm -hmm. your name comes to the top right so they can be a mentor they can be a mentor slash sponsor or they can just be a sponsor but uh, the difference between those and a coach is a coach is someone who you have put dollars you have skin in the game because you literally I don't care who you are, but once you put money on that table, okay, <laughs> the deal is different. It is, right? Yeah. Think about think about uh, like um, if you get something for free, are you gonna necessarily cha- you know cherish or see the worth necessarily of something that's free mm-hmm. versus you going and spending thousands of dollars, being like, oh, huh, I worked really hard to make that or save that money. Mm-hmm. And now I'm I am making a conscious, intentional decision mm-hmm. to take my hard earned cash mm-hmm. and I'm gonna give it to someone yeah. to hold me accountable. Right. Yeah. That coach is for you and will be riding on this journey with you because you just put skin in the game by putting cash money on that table. Yeah. And so your mindset changes when you put that investment down. Because you're like, I want to get the results. And on top of that, Mm -hmm. when you do that, your coach now is held accountable to help you get to the transformational value and the results Mm -hmm. that they say that they can help you with. Yeah, I agree. And I think that like, because coaching is not yet normalized, right? It's so valuable for a coach to get that feedback and like a a review saying that, hey, you know, Molly really helped me with this. Or like, you know, Rachel really helped me with this or whatever your coach's name is like it's in their benefit to help you as much as they can so that you can also have like a true testimony to you know how helpful you were what results you drove for them 100% but I could see like the risk because I feel like also as a salesperson you know that's always what people say it's like if you really want it you'll put money down Mm -hmm. you know and at the same time my response to that would be is just like it depends on what you want to invest in right so if this is like the time for you to invest in yourself like invest in books invest in youtube videos mm-hmm. invest in like mentors and then if you find yourself exhausted from all that definitely invest in a coach mm-hmm. you know um i one of the most impactful books i read this last like year during pandemic time was rich dad poor dad and uh, robert kiyosaki always talks about how your biggest investment is yourself mm-hmm. in education, right? And everybody always talks about how knowledge is power. But the problem is that knowledge at school is not the knowledge that you need in real life all the time, right? So like, So how are we going to look for that knowledge? It's not just knowledge is power. It's like the type of knowledge. And what are you trying to do with it? That's power, mm-hmm. right? So like we can all go to school and learn how to dust a kitchen. But is that going to help me, you know, um, provide ABA therapy is that gonna help me (laughs) you know create electricity inside a box like no it's not and so 
the true knowledge is when you know what knowledge you're looking for. And how are you going to find that if you don't have self-awareness, if you don't know what's out there in the world, if you don't have someone like giving you that direction and guidance and, um, I don't know. It's just frustrating. Yeah. Yeah. And to your point of the like testimonials to see what they can do. If, if, and when you're ready for a coach and you're looking for one, I highly encourage for you to ask this one question. Well, not just this only question, but in addition to this, Mm -hmm. ask them as a coach, have you invested in your own coach? Mic drop. Because if, if they haven't taken their own words of it, of wisdom, I have, I've got two I don't have one. I have two. I hired two coaches, y'all. Okay. (laughs) I'm a coach and I just have one. I have two. Yeah. It's important because if you truly believe that this is the journey of self-exploration and Mm self-improvement. Are you continuing to explore yourself? Are you continuing to improve yourself? That's so powerful. Yes. So you should ask, like, how many coaches do you have? How many did you hire? How many did you invest in? Yeah. I know someone who is right now, like, trying to become a career coach and... Um, I'm not very particularly close to that person, but I have a friend who is, and he had mentioned that, like, you know, here's the tea, is that (laughs) he felt that she, you know, was helping other people, but didn't really see her helping herself. And so to your point, I think that's an excellent question. Yeah. Yeah, because do you have anyone holding you accountable? Do you have anyone who's, like, fostering your growth? Are you just burning yourself out, you know, because – even like in the corporate world, you have a boss, you have someone who, you know, helps, you can bounce off ideas mm-hmm, with. Mm-hmm. And now that you are outside of that structure, I think it's still valuable to find that. And when we last talked, you're like, I really want to find more people who can like pour into me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was like, mm-hmm. well, you can read books, but I know also the value of a like a relationship is so much more deeper and impactful. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited because last time we talked, you said you had one and I didn't know you had two uh, yeah, now. Yeah, I got two now. I wow. have two, two. And it's luck. The only reason why is two is because to your whole spiel about you investing in yourself, mm-hmm. it is your accountability. Yeah. Nobody else's. I made time by quitting my corporate job yep. so I could commit to my own development mm-hmm. and inspiring others. Mm-hmm. Like that is what I wanted for me. So yeah. it was like, go big or go home, Molly. Yeah. And go that's, big or go home. That's what um, Robert Kiyosaki said too, is that he refused to like get a job at some point because he wanted to invest in his business. He put his all into it. And at the end of the day, like – you have to what i really learned from his book was that like rich people don't have time to do all the work themselves so they have to hire more people right so um at some point like when you're building your business like you're not going to be the only coach right i don't know mm-hmm. maybe you are i don't know but like if you have a big mind and a big dream to like expand and continually grow so like robert kiyosaki definitely like hired more people you have to add people to your team right so he has like accountants and lawyers and he didn't just hire um he didn't just go and find them he had them join his team he paid them so he had their full time full availability because your time is money Mm -hmm. and so you had to make that jump to like leave your job because it's not just like the money that you're losing you're losing your time which is opportunity cost for your business which is like why you had to refocus completely but it's like such a risk and it's so Mm -hmm. unconventional and scary that Mm -hmm. i really 
want to just give you kudos because <laughs> your girl here was about to do the same thing, but I was not going to bring in money. I was just going to lose money. So, um, no, it's really, it's really admirable. And I think that to that point too, what like Robert was saying is that he added people to his team. A coach is essentially adding someone to your team, mm-hmm. but you're, you know, same thing with like adding someone to your team, you're paying for them. You're paying for the coach as well. Yeah. So, yeah. no, I'm really excited to hear that. Thanks. Yeah. yeah. L- let me just kind of switch gears, but aligned in a similar conversation. I think if you're listening to a podcast, there's already a sense of a lifelong learner in you, right? Because mm-hmm. it, it's you're absorbing information. You're learning. You're growing. Mm-hmm. I challenge you to think about your level of ambition. And when I say ambition, I mean just do you have do you have a life goal? What what is that? What is it? Yeah. So many of us get stuck in this like hamster wheel. Mm-hmm. You're gonna continue staying on this hamster wheel. I know. And then you're never gonna you're never going to be able to break out of that mm-hmm. unless you have a goal in mind. So how ambitious are you right now? Do you have a goal? It is a very simple question. It's a scary question. Exactly, though. Because this is something I think about myself, too. Like, as someone who's pursuing my MBA, and I'm working full-time as a manager position, and it's, like, super exhausting. There's so many things that go into it. I come home, and I'm tired, and I think to myself, I'm like, wow, La, like, when you are done with this MBA program, like, I know my dad wants me to get a PhD. That's still pending. Haven't made my decision on that. I feel like I should, because I'm probably the only one who will in my family, but um, hopefully not. Um... But I'm like, what do I, if I didn't have to worry about money, what would I be doing? Yes, that's And the that question. is the question of the hour. I have no idea. Like, I think about it a lot and I am continuing to explore it and I am not too sure as of this moment. And that's why I said, right now, I don't have a life coach, but I think I'll have to invest in one shortly. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> yeah, it's just, I just know I have milestones that I want to accomplish and achieve. And I know that, like, all I know so far, right, in my life, what I've always pursued from a young age is just freedom, right? Because freedom is something more valuable than we realize. Freedom from your self-hatred, freedom from insecurities, freedom from what other people think of you. Uh, and now that I've reached you know, adulthood, I'm like, I want financial freedom. Oh, yes. <laughs> I'm like, how do I find that? And so that's my pursuit right now. But I'm like, that's scary because what if one day I, I do reach it? What do I want out of life then? You know? You start it over again. I know. You start over, but it's like... But that's okay. But I'm, I, I'm the type of person who is ambitious, and my friends and I, at least, like, shout out to Stephanie. Stephanie might be on the podcast sometime. But Stephanie and I are always thinking about, like, what we can do to just, like, reach the next level. We always want the next thing. We always want to, like, get that next promotion. We want to get that next um, step in life, buy that house, buy that property, buy that investment. Like, we want to do that. And then we also know that we're, like, not exactly there yet. We might not have the tools to do it. We might not have the financial funds to do it. We might not have this and this to do it, but we want it. And we keep that at the forefront of our mind and we push forward. But, like, I don't know. I It scares me because, like, if you didn't have to think about freedom at all or, like, financial freedom, what would you be doing? You know, what feeds your soul? And I have an idea of some of those things, but I've never had the luxury in my life, and most of us haven't, you know, because we've been boxed in to think about life a certain way. 
to pursue things, right? Like, I think a lot of us would like to pursue something creative. And I think this podcast is a part of that for me, you know, is like just being creative with how I'm reaching people. Um, like, it's, you know, who knows what it will unfold into in the future. But I think also, like, what if I was encouraged to pursue art the way that I really liked at a younger age. I feel like we we always get discouraged to do it because we're like, there's no jobs for it. But I think that was just like our exposure. The truth is there are many opportunities for art in a business perspective, right? Like you could do graphic design, you could have designed video games, you could have like um, done architecture, interior design, you could become someone who like um, creates tiles you know builds buildings the interior part of it you know like those things exist and we just didn't know or we just weren't encouraged to pursue it or to look deeper and if we we're just so busy in our day-to-day lives with our families and our families are you know have limited knowledge and exposure to so it's like what would I do I don't know you know and it's an exciting question and scary question but that's a really great question to ask mm-hmm. people and to your point that's probably the value of a coach to help you find that. Yes, yes, <laughs> and yes. Yeah. Because we help. I don't. I I can't speak for other coaches, but if you're a solid coach, we're gonna keep digging. Mm-hmm. And you're gonna you're gonna hate it because I'm gonna say, but why? But but why? After every time, and before you know it, I just help lead you down to the core yeah. of what that was. I just envisioned Molly's session, just her asking you, but why? But why? why? You should just have a button and just like hit the button. And you'll just, every time they say something, you just like click. Why? why? Don't even, you don't even say it. You just click the button. Yeah. Seriously. That'd be so funny. And and I I really hope it's one that's recordable. So it's like your voice. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It won't be good if it's not your voice. Yeah. And and then I get to push it faster too. But why? But why? But why? That's your session. You yeah. guys are paying thousands of dollars for Just this for button. That. Yeah. <laughs> How, yeah. It's so silly. Yeah. But it is. And, and I think, you know, to your point, mm-hmm. the interpretation of how we talk about, like, your example of creativity, mm-hmm. we got it. We, we, we need to start breaking down how we define how you can achieve creativity in, you know, being only an artist or whatever. Yeah. Creativity span so many different things yeah and how you how you interpret that we have to be able to say but no there's a sense of creativity in this job in this role in this company and and that's how you're gonna get your cup filled then that's how it is and that's awesome yeah I um I used to work for a marketing agency and there was this like through that agency I learned a lot about the creative field and I I was only there for a year so I feel like there's still a lot that I didn't get to learn but I did realized that there are other positions out there that I was like, what? This is a thing? And um, one of the positions is a copywriter. And a lot of times when you hear about copywriters, you think it's like, oh, maybe like publishing books or something. But a copywriter is someone who writes copy. And copy is like a business term for like words, like language. Mm -hmm. And so copywriters will create like lingos. Um, Actually, one of the guys who um, applied and got the job at the marketing agency I was at he was telling me that he was a copywriter for Milwaukee Jobs, oh, and he helped yeah. create the the logo or the lingo mm-hmm. for Milwaukee Jobs. And I was like, "That's so cool!" I was like, "I know someone who used to work there." <laughs> so I mean, it's just really interesting that I love like being a wordsmith. 
I mean, I'm not a wordsmith, but I love playing with words and playing with the concepts and like the connotations of words. And I was like, oh, that would have totally been something that I would have loved pursuing Mm -hmm. had I known it was out there, you know, but I didn't. And sometimes you feel so restricted, like based on your resume that you can't break out of it. And because other people aren't interested in you either at that point, that's just the reality is that you are however you paint yourself and or whatever steps you've taken and um the next the only way to repaint yourself is to like find that experience or create the experience yourself and have a portfolio but i was like i don't know i'm not in that place now to pursue it but i wish that i had known about it you know Mm -hmm. so it's all about committing and to make the shift and Mm -hmm. we talked about it as a recap we talked about experience that experience comes more with education as a supplement education is a supplement to experience essentially is 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 the key um Mm -hmm. go to school but you're not gonna know how to do it right Mm -hmm. and to your point that commitment to your self-accountability your commitment to making the shift to get that experience is a choice Mm -hmm. you get to pick Mm -hmm. if you want to shift your career in a different direction you're going to do what it takes to do that. You're going to fully commit your time. You're going to go big or you're going to go home. Mm-hmm. And that's just, that's as simple as that. And I know there's a lot of, again, downstream of impacts that we talk about. Factor fiction. Figure that out. Get yourself a coach who's going to hold you accountable, who's going to help you to get through that. And before you know it, you're going to be well aligned with who you are for now mm-hmm. until you continue to grow in your cup of ambition and then you'll shift and that's okay too yeah yeah i don't know it's exciting i love this this is such a good chat but unfortunately we are coming to an end here we got a lot more coming for you guys we love you guys tune in for our next episodes bye guys bye